Good morning, everyone. My name is Ben Price, and I'm with Youth Unlimited North Huron. I just want to thank you for allowing me to just uh, spend some time with you this morning. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Hebrews for a bit, uh, or in a bit, and I just thought I'd give myself a bit of an introduction as I am new to the area, and uh, just to give you a quick update of what's going on here at Youth Unlimited. So I'll start with that, and then we'll dive on into Hebrews. So I'm actually uh, not new to YFC, or Youth Unlimited. I was in St. Catharines for the past four to five years. <clears throat> um, I actually um, was the Youth Center Director in St. Catharines. I had done volunteer experience and summer staff and different things like that since 2000 on and off. And I've always just had a passion for wanting to work with youth. And here I am working with youth, and I love it. And I actually married someone, um, Juliana Bramhill, if any of you know the Bramhill family. Uh, they, uh, her parents run Caring for the Heart here in Wingham. And so from the moment I got married, I had an idea that um, St. Catharines might not be the place for me long term. And yeah, we were married for three years in St. Catharines, did a lot of great things there. Um, very different atmosphere than here in North Huron. And I'm very thankful for the experiences I had there because it's allowing me to kind of <clears throat> hit the ground running here. And so I thought I'd share briefly just about a few of them. Um, so normally we have a drop-in on Friday nights, and that will be something we'll, we will be resuming once COVID ends or calms down and the restrictions are kind of lifted some. Uh, but this time around, what we'd like to do is be able to, I guess, have, have a kind of meeting to drop in that's more than just come hang out and hope for the best, but actually find practical ways that whether these kids find Jesus through the youth center or not, they're coming through getting some practical life skills and, and walking away knowing that they're cared for and loved for. Uh, and, and so the, one of the first things we'll be doing is actually uh, doing a, a worship kind of, or music program where one of the pastors in, in town here wants, or just has a passion for that kind of thing. And so when he brought that up, I said, hey, we've got a few instruments here and he's got a few uh, at his church. And the idea is going to be just allowing kids to sign up if they know anything about music, bring their own instrument or borrow one of ours. That's something we can all have them sit kind of in a COVID friendly way in the building. And whether they love Jesus and are Christian or not, they can be drawn to it by music. And the hope is that the Christian kids that come to it have the opportunity to um, actually get a experience like like just playing worship and playing in a band uh, and just improve on their music skills and and just yeah kind of dive a little deeper into uh, worship music and um, and for the non-christian kids that want to come it gives them an opportunity once again to speak or, or to learn uh, music things and also uh, learn learn just like about God a little bit through we're just inquiring about the lyrics that the that are being sung through these songs, and we're excited about that. Um, I'm hoping to do some online uh, cooking ideas or baking ideas where um, we don't really have the space for it right now, but being able to drop off like supplies at um, kids who sign up uh, at their house and and then get on Zoom with them, and then together we'll 
will bake things. So being that I'm Ben, I'm a fan of alliterations, we'll probably go with baking with Ben. And just a basic time where they can just learn how to make something, enjoy it, and hopefully that helps build the, the rapport with them because I am not, like I said, I'm, I'm new to the area, so I haven't actually met any of the youth yet. I've been primarily working on just rebuilding connections with the community. Um, a lot of people that have been around YFC for a while in the community, I've been working with them, trying to build some new goals, new visions, and yeah, I can't wait to be in the high school. Um, I've been having conversations with the teachers that I'd be working with, whether it's through coaching or their mentoring program, and I mean, that's probably going to be something that comes around in September, is my guess. I'm hoping it's September, but uh, that is something we're working on as well. I'm praying about getting another staff or two. Um, there's a lot of exciting things happening, and um, if you have any other questions, I'd love to share with you um, about that. It's uh, it's a very exciting time, like I said, and and just you can see God, God's hand in kind of how things are going, and and if you've got yeah, like I said, any other questions, we can. I'd love to chat because I I don't want to have Youth Unlimited here. Uh, be a silo ministry. We want to be working with the churches in the Huron County area, and that includes you. Um, whether that's, uh, I, I don't even know. Um, it, it's just we're we're in this brand new spot of uh, just like a fresh start. Um, we've painted everything on the youth center, so if you've been here before, it's not going to look the same the next time you visit. So, uh, just I value and appreciate your prayers, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys and just uh just how how we how we as an outreach can partner with a church and hopefully i want to be losing kids to church once they're here uh, because we're we're here till they're 18 and by nature just the way that our ministry works that's when they start to age out so if they can be connected whether they found jesus and have a faith yet or not i want them to be able to feel comfortable going to church and in hopes that's Either they're growing their faith, deepening their faith, or they're getting that extra time where they can actually make that informed decision to follow Jesus. So that is my little spiel about uh, Youth Unlimited. Um, I, like I said, my name is Ben Price. I'm the satellite director, and I also have one wife, which is good. That's only one wife, and uh, one one child, um, and his name is Clark, and he's a happy-go-lucky boy. And he is almost 15 months. Yeah, so uh, we're excited to be here. And yeah, I'm just thankful for opportunities like this where I can talk a little bit about what God's doing and also get to share share some things from the Word. So with that, let's, uh, let's kind of dive into this. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for this day. And just thank you for just another opportunity to to get together, whether it's online or or just uh, in the midst of a few people, Lord, I just thank you that this time of life we can actually have alternatives to, to meet up, and I just pray that people are encouraged and can, can walk away just yeah, feeling that they, they've got something to kind of to mull over this week and, and to figure out how to apply it to their life. And I just thank you for everything you've done for us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, 
So I read from the ESV, so if you have something different, I apologize, but we'll be reading uh, Hebrews <clears throat> 4, 12 through 16. So I'm going to read that real quick, and then we'll kind of break it down from there. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Okay, so uh, with that, we're going to continue on the, the, the sermon series of the sympathy of Jesus and our coming judgment. And, and I thought it was interesting when I was talking to Pastor Ernest uh, about doing this, especially just the division of this uh, kind of chunk of chapters. Like you could break this into two sermons pretty easily. Um, but I, I thought it was exciting and cool kind of to stretch myself and, and figure out how to bring these two together. And <clears throat> so what I thought I would do, because I feel like most of us, especially if you've grown up in a Christian family or just grown up, yeah, just in the Christian world, I've heard the, like, uh, uh, verse 12, just with the, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division and the soul of spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's uh, it's a pretty well-known verse, but have you ever thought about why or how that's coming up? So I said, all right, let's, let's dig into chapter four a bit more, and it was very interesting because I just kept on seeing things about rest, um, just about like referring back to Psalm and and the writers talking about Joshua and what I came from got out of it just contextually is that the the writer is talking a lot about perseverance here um, and 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 that's where where the word of God comes in is just because um, if you look at the Verse 11 even, it says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. And then it goes right into the, for the word of God is living and active. Um, so uh, that's, and, uh, that's what Joshua, they were talking about with Joshua and just with the Israelites, just especially going into the promised land. That's where a lot of these kind of references are coming from in chapter 4. And, and the perseverance to get there. And... Um, and just kind of making some comparisons, just saying that the, the Israelites, when they're in bondage by the Egyptians, um, they're given good news, and that was when they are going to be released and going to the promised land. So, and, and the writer here is actually saying the same thing, just uh, when it comes to our faith. It's saying, like the Israelites, we've been given good news. This time it's Jesus, it's not just Moses coming through. And... Um, and our call for that is to be faithful. And the longer you're in your faith, the quicker you realize that this is no sprint. 
and this is what this is talking about here is just uh, uh, just leading up to this it's just the perseverance um, just like the Israelites had that the call is to be faithful and to persevere and so that is actually where um, when you look at uh, yeah, verse 12 there and and even going to 13 about like no creature is hidden from his sight and and all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him whom we must give to whom we must give account um, is is that uh, that the word of God is going to help us keep faithful and help us persevere and and what's interesting too is I like to point out especially now that I've read it a bit more um, how many of you actually when you think of this you think like like a two-edged sword like something something you use in battle up until probably two three weeks ago when I was looking at this I just kind of took that just that yeah, the word of God is something I can just go slay people with spiritually and just use it as like a weapon to to kind of help help kind of let people know about Jesus and just everything that like Christianity is about. And after reading it a bit, I've almost started to shift my my thoughts on this. Um, I actually find, especially with what it's talking about and just the way it's talking about just perseverance and that the word of God is is living and active. I've almost started to look at it as a, uh, it's like a, like a, more like a knife for, for like a spiritual surgery because I don't know, I get, and maybe this is just me, but I find that when I'm in the Bible, it's, it's doing exactly what 12 and 13 says, just no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. I find myself when I'm reading my Bible that God is pointing out the things that I need to give over to him. And, and to me, when I read that, especially in light of like, I'm um, talking about like a two-edged sword, like sharper than a two-edged sword is, um, it's, it's like a spiritual surgery. Like it gets deep. It gets those spots that you just can't see. You can't see my insides, but a knife can get there and you need a precision, a precise knife to do that. And, and a, a spiritual surgeon like God to kind of do it. So I, that, that might be something you've never thought about, so feel free to kind of mull over that. But that is kind of what I get from from chat or verse twelve and thirteen is that that section is is big on perseverance, like um, big on perseverance, and and that yeah, we need to be diving into God's word and, and just continually just that's how we're going to persevere. And then what's kind of cool about that. And that light is that, I mean, this is a prime time to talk about it too, is perseverance through COVID. It's a very difficult time. And how, how easy is it for us to complain? Um, and how much of this is it easy? How easy is it for us to complain about even just having no power um, in, in like a lot of things that we normally have control over in our lives? I mean, my job has been rocked for a year. I want to work with kids. I want to be uh, in the high school. I want to do all that, but I don't have that control right now. And and how easy is it for me to complain, gripe at God, and and not be diving into God's word? And and here we have in in fourteen and sixteen, I have a reminder that we have a great high priest um, who passed through the heavens that's come down to earth. Been tempted pretty much every way possible, 
and and was without sin. And that is who we have as as our reference point to be able to talk to God. And so when it comes to 14 and 16, um, once again, it's it's that encouragement about persevering. Um, specifically, let's go with verse 14. It says, since, when we have, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. So there it is. The, the hold fast there is, is just like another way of saying, let's persevere with our confession um, and just, just don't give up. Like hold fast, like you hold tight. Like that's that's perseverance, and um, and then it just talks about yeah how Jesus Jesus can sympathize with our weaknesses and our and our struggles, and and that's where just coming through and coming to God is is so important is because without it then we're just kind of kind of drift away in our faith, but um, we have someone in Jesus that we can actually go to, and that's where I get excited about. Um, in verse 16, when it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, um, that we may receive mercy and grace and find grace to help in the time of need. I like that because when we draw near to the throne of grace, um, which Jesus has given us access to, it doesn't say humbly or on your hands and knees. It says, um, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. Jesus has given us a clean slate. We can approach God with that confidence, where we may, where that we may receive mercy, receiving mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, Jesus, doing his thing on earth, um, living living a sinless life, has given us this new opportunity that those Israelites didn't have. And, and that is how we're going to persevere through these times, both COVID-related as well as um, just your faith. It's just constantly going to the throne of grace so you can receive mercy and find grace when you need it. And it's easy to say, oh yeah, when you need it is like in a time of like dire circumstances. Well, I feel like if you really break it down every single day, we need to receive mercy and find grace. There's always something that we're going to do that is just thinking about ourselves and, and not truly honoring God. And so we need to be going back every day uh, to the throne of grace and just receiving mercy and finding grace. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think that the God of the, of the entire universe has given us this option to be able to actually go to him and and find find mercy and find grace and and I hope that that's encouraging to you. I hope that especially in this time when it's easy to just get caught up in in the world events that you you're able to figure out how how to to draw near to God and and just our call is to be faithful and and we're faithful God, God's there, and God's faithful, even when we are faithless. But let's let's look to each other to encourage each other, and let's let's try to point each other to God, and and diving in His Word, and just exposing those parts in our life that uh, that need exposing, and and just not for the sake of shaming or anything like that, but just for the sake of being able to honor God, and 
And I hope that's an encouragement to you. I'm seeing God work here, even in the midst of the craziness of everything that we've had this fall and with COVID, everything like that, I'm seeing God work. And, and it truly is an encouragement. And I hope you can get some time, whether it's even just from hearing this, uh, some encouragement and, and, and then look into your own life and see where God's been faithful and how, how can you, how can you be diving into being more faithful yourself? Especially just being reminded that, that Jesus, Jesus is that, that high priest that, that, that made a way that we can access the, the throne uh, with confidence. And so with that, I hope you have a great day. Um, I, I really hope that you were encouraged and perhaps we will talk soon. Thank you.